Hey everyone, this is Brother Wayne Clemens. I just want to thank you for tuning in with us today and being part of the worship experience here at Potter's Hope. Also, I want to tell you that there's several different venues that you'll be able to get the message in the entirety if you'd like. They're either by podcast or either going to pottershope.com where you'll also be able to listen and watch uh, for any of those times. But also, I want to encourage you to be with us in person, 8.30 Central Time at Exit 124, right there at White Mills and the Eastview Exit right off the Western Kentucky Parkway. And then also on campus, Sunday mornings here at 135 Commerce Drive uh, at 10.30. Also, our Wednesday night services at 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. But anyway, God bless you. I hope this message just um, in this time of encouragement finds you doing awesome. Be encouraged and know that Jesus loves you. God bless. All right. If you're not a mama today, I want you to stand to your feet. If you're not a mama, stand to your feet. You should know today whether you're a mama or not. Come on, I know the world's having a struggle, but we as a church, we ain't struggling with our identity. You want me to say it again? All right, to all the mamas in here, we want to applaud you right now and thank God for you. It is fair to say if it wasn't for you, none of us would be here. None of us would be here. Come on, I think we can do better than that. And how about you mamas celebrating the other mamas in this place? Can we do that? Yeah, we celebrate mamas today. We're going to celebrate Jesus. For all you mamas that are watching online today, we want to tell you that we love you too. Can we thank God for the mamas that's watching online today? We don't know why you couldn't make it, but we want you to know that you're loved. People ask me if I was a mama's boy. And Bobby, you don't need to say anything. I'm not ashamed to say I was a mama's boy. I'm not ashamed at all to say I was a mama's boy. Now, come on, let's give it up again for all these mamas. So thankful for you. We want to celebrate motherhood. We do. And why do I want to do that? Lord, allow me in just a few minutes. I'll be preaching to you. The Holy Ghost to give me some help, and I, I count on Him to do that. Motherhood's under attack. And ladies, you are under a focused and a targeted sack from hell and from the enemy. It's been proven right now in culture. We'll get to that, I think, in just a few moments. We'll do that. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord today? Would you stand with me? Would you stand with me today? I want to tell you, we definitely want to take our time and be intentional in thanking God for mamas. There's no thought, and no, maybe it's even in an old song, I don't know, but the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Mamas, you are the thread and you are the fabric. I'll get to more of that in just a moment, man. My soul is just boy, so tender today. But we thank God for you. We thank God for you. How many of you are thankful for the goodness of God? It's been so good. It's been so good today. Come on, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we adore you today, and we are so thankful for your goodness and your grace. God, today we've already entered into your presence with praise and thanksgiving, God. 
I pray the Holy Ghost that you just sweep through this place and you touch every soul that is here. God, today, thank you for giving us the ground of worship today. This ground that we stand upon is your ground. Today, we are founded upon your word and in the power of who you are and through the power of the Holy Ghost. So, Lord, today, as we lift our voices to you, don't let us leave our hearts behind. God, we pray today in our worship that we'd be intentional, knowing that there's a clear path from here to heaven. God, that you're going to receive it in the throne room. We give you all glory and all. All of it, God, that you so richly deserve today. It's in your name, Jesus. Amen.
God a hand today. The Word of God says that therefore if the Son of God has made you free, you are free indeed. You're free to worship today, man. We are free. Hallelujah. Jenny wrote a song. You're familiar with it. I've asked her to sing it. Man, a lot of times. It's just simply called, I will worship. Just simply called, I will worship. I know there's times, man, in our life and the valley seems way too long. It seems too deep. And the very time that you feel like all hell is coming against you is really when God is forging something brand new in you. It's simply, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, for thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. It's during that time that God declares in his word that I'll anoint your head with oil. It's during that time that he declares, I'm going to let your cup run over. I'm going to let you see how good and just how big of a God that I am. Today you may be facing a struggle. I pray that this song will bring some freedom to your soul. For we preach today and declare and be intentional in our worship. I will worship. I will worship. Come on, Jim.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, turn with me, please, to Genesis chapter 2. Begin at verse 20. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 20. Man, it's been good to be in the house of the Lord so far. If you're able to stand, if you'd stand with me for the reading of God's word. And the word said, and Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helpmeet for him. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs, and he closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. She shall be called woman. Let there be no confusion. She shall be called woman. I want to stop right here just to simply ask you, is this the truth of God's word, yes or no? She shall be called woman. Because she was taken out of man, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and he shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, and the man and his wife, and were not ashamed, naked and unashamed. Pray with me. Oh, Father in heaven, we love you so much. We celebrate you today. We celebrate your goodness, your grace, your order. Even within creation, we see that you had both plan and purpose. We come to you today in the name of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. To the redeemed... (laughs) He's the one that saved our soul. He's our healer, our redeemer, and our deliverer. And today, Heavenly Father, my tongue is much too lame to tell of just how good and how awesome that you are and how deep your love is for us, that you loved us so much that even while we were yet sinners, you sent your son, Jesus, to die for us. Precious Holy Spirit, we pray today that as you begin to move on every soul that is here that this would be more God than just just an appointment but God this would be an anointed time to where prodigals come home to where people are restored to where people are not just brought the truth of your word but they're changed by the truth of your word We pray today, Lord, that even our praise and this offering of worship that we've lifted unto you, we pray, God, that it has been satisfactory as it's lifted into your throne room. So, God, today, do what you do. 
Reveal your plan and your purpose to every person in this place. In Jesus' name. And everybody said hallelujah. Before you sit down, turn to somebody and say, don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. You know, the world, the world right now is probably doing one of the most incredible jobs of, of scamming. And it's sending out the infomercials from hell to, to get you excited about new plans and liberal thoughts and ideas. And the demoniac sons and daughters within the very culture that you're seeing around you right now are being put on platforms throughout this nation to be able to declare what is a lie and trying to get you to believe a lie instead of believing the truth. Turn to somebody and say, don't fall for it. Hell has been scamming mankind even from the beginning in Genesis chapter 3 that we're going to find out in just a moment that God's creation, that woman and God's creation, man, fell for the biggest scam in history. And it was the very thing to believe a lie when God had spoken a truth. Today, it's being pushed from all corners. And I think before I go any further, I just want to declare that we believe in life. Can we praise God this morning? We believe in life, and I believe that wholeheartedly and most assuredly, and I believe that life begins in the womb. Can I get a witness in the house? I believe that. Now, the lies of the enemy is trying to get you to, and whether it's covertly or covertly, or even unashamedly to the forefront of things to get you to believe different things about life. I'm here today to declare life. I'm here today to preach truth to you based upon the Word of God. What is it? It's this simple. Eve, why are you here and where did you come from? You're here because we men needed help. That the first Adam, that first Adam, not the second Adam, Jesus, but that first Adam, that after he had named all of the cattle and he had seen all of those things and after he had seen squirrels and cattle and horses, he said, that's pretty cool, but something ain't going to work. And he simply comes to the place and God seeing it the very same way that man needed a helpmate. The world wants to push you down and press you down, ladies, to tell you that you're not worth this, you're not worth that. I want to go beyond that today because I don't want you to fall for the lies of the enemy anymore. I want you to leave this place completely free because and through the blood of Jesus Christ and leave in this place knowing who you are and whose you are because of the Word of God. You were created because man needed help. Adam had one thing over most of us today that we're too prideful to admit that we need help. I'm going to tell you right now, I need Amy's help. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Let me read something to you. His bride was formed from one of his ribs, taken from his side as he slept. So from Christ's side, the same way for us, his bride was secure as he shed his life's blood. Mm. on and through the untold agony or the told agony of the cross at Calvary. 
You've heard this before, but Adam was not taken, excuse me, Eve was not taken from Adam's head to dominate him, nor from his feet to be stepped on or trodden down, but from under his arm to be protected and from near his heart to be loved. Hmm. That when we begin to look at this, when I said that there they were before God, that after He had created that, and when we use the word man, if you study that in Hebrew, that word Rick is ish. And it's more like this. It more pronounces like two E's and an S-H. It's like ish. That you know what? <laughs> ish. But then, come here, will you help me? That when I look at myself in the mirror, I go, ish. You see, because by myself... I can't do anything, but I found out that through Christ's provision that I can do all things. Amen, somebody. And this is the thing, is that her name was different, even the name. I'm man, but she's woman. And so when you look at that, it's very simple. So I look at myself, and I go, ish, how am I going to make it? And then woman, when you look at it in the Hebrew, it's this. It's ish, and her name is isha, and it's more like this, ish. Ah, ah, and it's not ish, oh, no, that in the simpleness of that, it's ish, ah, just what I needed. She was called woman. That as the world wants to change gender or try to change gender and try to change the truth of God into a lie, can I tell you, even though you're saying it, you can't do it. God's truth is still truth and it will always be truth. People are saved by the truth, delivered by the truth, redeemed by the truth. I stand on the truth. We fight in and through the truth and through the very foundation of the Word of God. I believe the Word. She's called woman. She's not called I don't even know what anymore. Ladies, what did you say? Yes. By the way, thank you, Amy. By the way, you ladies are no longer called mothers. You're called a birthing person. How many of you say that's completely of the devil? I know who and what I am through Jesus Christ. The enemy is doing everything that he can to scramble your thought and scramble your mind. It's his game plan because if he can get you confused through who you are, you'll never realize who God is. But when you realize who God is, you'll know who you are and what. She's called woman. You got a name. Men, the name calling stopped there. Naked and unashamed. There was a pureness before God that we didn't have to be covered. We, there was a pureness in His creation from the beginning. In Hollywood, it's fouled and messed everything up when God can take a pure word like lust that is a desire that a man should have for his wife and a wife should have for her husband. We've allowed, and maybe you've allowed, to let Hollywood dirty it up and filthy it up. But God created marriage. God created love. God gave you lust to lust one for the other in a very godly way, in a godly sense, not through a small screen or the gigantic screens, ever how that is pumped into your head and to your heart, naked and unashamed. 
culture today wants to curse the creation in which we were created. There's something today that I want you to know that you were created in God's image and not an image through Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, or anything else. You were created in God's image. And how many of you know God's image is good? I want to remind you, husbands and wives, that every time that you think ill of your spouse, every time that you want to curse, whether it be lightly or strongly in any way, whether through foul language of any kind of saying you'll never be or you can't be, can I tell you that you are speaking against God's image and you are coming under, you should be coming under conviction for doing that. We don't look at it that way. Naked and unashamed. Today, culture wants you to be ashamed that you've been married. How many people have been married for more than 40 years? Would you please stand to your feet? If you've been married, I'm going to start at 35. If you've been married more than 35 years, would you please stand? I didn't want to leave me out. We're close. Let's say 34 and a half. How many of you have been married more than 40 years? 50 years. Let's give God some praise in this house. Can I tell you something? We're not ashamed of you, and God is not either. We're not ashamed of marriage. But the world wants to come against you and tell you there's no reason to be ashamed. That when hell tells you marriage is under attack, you can be seated. You can be seated. Marriage is under attack. So the world tells you, you don't, need to be, you don't need to be married. You don't need to be. The, can I tell you something? The reason people are cracking up is because they're shacking up. Make the commitment. I'm going to say it again. Make the commitment to marriage and to God. I know it's bold, but she was taken out of man to come alongside man. She was Adam's rib. And when I begin to think about that, I begin to think about that. She was taken out of him to come walk beside him, to be a helpmeet to him. That when you look and you begin to study the Holy Ghost in the New Testament, you will find that the word, that the Holy Ghost there, that it's used as the word is a paraclete, to come alongside. That's what the Holy Ghost is. Jesus said, if I go, I'll send you another comforter, that I'll send you that. And what will he do? He will come alongside you. He will testify of me. I begin to think about my wife. I'm not calling her the Holy Ghost, but I'll tell you what. There's a lot of times that the Holy Ghost in her has truly nudged me. And we have become one through that. Now, I know that when you look at us, I'm about 6'1 and a bunch of something. She's about five, one, and a little something. But her strength is not in her size. Her strength is in the Spirit of God that is in her. And when, when this old guy right here begins to stray off and I begin to pull against the harness of marriage in my life, there she is, smaller, but yet stronger in so many ways. And she says, oh, I wouldn't go there. And she begins to pull me. I said, what are you seeing? She said, I'm seeing something you don't see. She said, don't look that way. Don't look that way. Keep walking with me. Can I get a witness? 
That's how the paraclete's supposed to work. That's how two people become one. Why do marriages fail? There's a lot of reasons. But can I tell you, the physical union is something that should be given and understandable through Scripture. So does a man leave his mother and father and cleave unto his wife, and they become one flesh. The one flesh is common thought within physical. But the real power of this is becoming one in the spirit. Why is that? It's because you, reason marriages fail, is because it's still all about you and not about us. And that's the reason that marriages fail. I will tell you today that if the marriage is to succeed, there has to be two funerals in one wedding. And that's when two people die and one person comes forth in spirit. I can tell you there's been many times in my life that she has saw things through the end and through the eyes of the Spirit and she says, watch it, watch it, watch it. And she pulls me back. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the rib that now has come alongside me. The attack is evident, ladies, against you. The attack is evident against you. You've never seen anything like you're seeing now. Not only is your gender being attacked, but even womanhood and motherhood is under attack. Somehow, maybe to culture and to the world around you, being a mother and being a stay-at-home mom. By the way, can I tell you something? We need both stay-at-home moms and stay-at-home dads. We need people that when the world starts pulling you away from the home, you need to be a stay-at-home mom and a stay-at-home dad. You need to be right there and say, I'm going to fight for my home because I believe in this home, because I believe God ordained this home. And every piece of what you're fighting, everything of what's coming against you is because hell hates you. And just listen to me, ladies. Just as hell come against Eve, I'm going to preach this out. Just as hell come against Eve, it's coming against you. In the midst of that, and hell attacking. You never need forget who you are and whose you are, as I've already mentioned. The Word of God says this, that in Genesis 3, 20 and 21, not only are you wife, not only are you mother, I want to tell you that even in that Word, the Word said, and Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. That when you look at that word mother, Stephen, it means this. The very core of the word means the bond, the strand that holds it all together. Ladies, I'm going to tell you this, that you matter. Turn to somebody and say, don't fall for it. Because I'm telling you right now, you've got to get this. I want you to leave here today knowing that, listen, don't you fall for it. Don't you fall for what Adam and Eve fell for. And Courtney, in the midst of this, we become, ladies, you become the strand that holds it together. The God in you, the Jesus in you, the Holy Ghost in you. Adam called his name, or called his wife's name Eve. Mamas, you matter. You matter. How many of you had a mama that mattered? How many of you could say that I'm here because of my mama? The rest of you that can't, I don't know where you came from. But I will say this, I'm glad you're here. 
I'm going to write this down, and I want to tell you right now, because mamas matter, and being a homemaker matters, that when the world comes against you and tells you you do what? You stay in the home, and you, you, you mean you love your husband? You mean you actually submit? You believe that word, submit to your husband? You really love him? And you say, oh, yeah. Where'd you get that at? The Bible. His job is to sacrifice. Mine is to submit. So ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, that when your life is there not to sacrifice and you think you've got to win the fight, the fight, can I tell you, lay your life down. You sacrifice first. Submission will follow. Ladies, if we have a real hard time with that, that's submission. Mm. Mm. That's when things begin to get out of order. And by the way, you're not just saying no to him. Can I tell you something? What you really begin to do is showing your daughter how to act in her marriage. And then later on when they get married and they're having a fit and you say, I don't know what happened. I know exactly what happened. Things got out of order. Mamas matter. I have a discourse that I wrote. Mom, you carried me before. Ladies, this is for you. You carried me before anyone else knew me. You loved me before anyone else saw me. You carried me not only in your belly, but you carried me in your heart. You were my sustaining life before I took my first breath. You were breathing for me before I could breathe for myself. I was swimming in the nurture of your own body before I was taking my first steps on the living floor, living room floor. Mom, I know I was added weight to you even so much as to make you walk different, look different. Yeah, I made you different. Over the years, you were my discipline. You were my strength. You were the lap I laid my head on. You were my shoulder. You were the shoulder that I cried on. You were the whooping I needed. You were the cheerleader in the stands. And my coach and trainer after the game that I lost. Mom, you're the bond that God created. Ladies, the world may try to redefine you, criticize and curse you. You are, Mama, the most amazing woman in the world. Now it gets personal for me. You're my mom. Thank you, Mom, for the bandage after the bike wrecks, the alcohol on the scrapes, and the lies that you told me that you said it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> In the same way that you said this whooping's going to hurt me more than it did you. Thank you for the shoes. That didn't fit. Thank you for the shoes that didn't match. And when I came home and thought that they were the best ever, only to find out that my friends in school laughed at them, you were the one that told me they were special shoes. And be thankful that nobody else had some like them. Thank you for those shoes that didn't fit. I didn't tell you, but. I wanted to go to the 8th grade prom so bad, I didn't care about the blisters. 
Thank you, Mom, for trying to convince me that silk was still in when it had been out for five years. Thank you, Mom, for telling me that the lapel collar was still in when it was way, way out. Thank you, Mom. for the price you paid for those shoes. I don't know what you made working at Campbell Hallsville, but I know the price you paid because I've seen your hands. That of which a 50-year-old woman should have never had to see that the cuts, the things, the different things that were on there, I knew that there was a price paid. Thank you for the shoes that didn't fit and the shoes that were on that for sale rack there at the Louisville store that were on clearance. You see, my mom was much like the Lord to me. Thank you for being there for me when I couldn't seem to find me. Thank you for knowing where I was without me ever opening my mouth. For believing and telling me I was going to make it when I couldn't even believe it for myself. For loving our precious kids like you loved us. For waiting till Amy and I got it put back together before you went home. I thank God for mamas. The mark at the graveyard says that you are gone. But my heart knows better. And your faith in Jesus that you left us with the greatest of gifts. Life. You see, Mom, you were a life giver the same way that God intended for Eve to be the mother of all living. If I could stop just for a moment, this was something parenthetical. Hell wants to tell you, Mama, that you don't matter. I declare in this house today that you mean everything to not only everyone in this place, but you mean everything to God. Don't you let hell tell you any different. So, as you carried me in your heart, I'll carry you in mine. Celebrate, Mom. Oh, celebrate. And just the way that you prepared a place for me in the very womb that God placed in you. I know Jesus is preparing me a place there, but somehow I believe you're helping him. I don't know how it all works, guys. Thank you, Mom, for having the love that somehow between us four kids, even though that I was your favorite, you still made them feel special. <laughs> no, thank you, Mom, for making all of us your favorite and having enough love like the Father to go around. Mom, you deserve heaven. You deserve heaven not because of putting up with us or with me. But you deserve heaven 
because of your faith in Jesus Christ. I want to declare today that mamas matter. And that when hell tries to rip you and slay you and destroy you in every way that it can, I want you to remember what I'm telling you right now. Mamas matter. Godly mamas matter. You are the fabric. You are the cord that holds the family together. And when the world has got every piece of this wrong, we can still get it right in the kingdom of God. You're the thread. You're the very thread. You're the very comforter. You're the very thing that God created. You're the very thing that is spun in the throne room of God. And I want to declare today that both man and woman, husband and wife, that sons and daughters are going to come back to the realization of who they are through the power of God's Word, and we're going to see America come back to Jesus. I'm not preaching today a false narrative. I'm telling you the truth. And the truth today will make you free. Know who you are in Christ. I will tell you right now, I'm getting ready to get on a tangent. Y'all better pray for me. I'm going to say it again. I believe in God's Word. I still believe in raising champions. I still believe in bringing up children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, not on the Internet or through Xbox. I still believe in the truth of the Word, the power of the Word. I still believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I still believe that He can call Lazarus His name and He can come out of a tomb. I still believe in a God that can break addiction. I still believe in a God that will break and bury the chains of any and all things such as it. I still believe in a God that is almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing and able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could even ask or think. Is anybody with me? Just so you know, I believe in MVPs. I believe in valedictorians. I believe in salutatorians. I believe that we were all created equal, not through man's eyes, but through God's eyes. Ladies, I believe that we are stronger, but you are not lesser, as according to the Word of God. I believe as I have purpose, you have purpose. I believe that when we are united together in one, hell will be defeated. I'm going to back up. I never was valedictorian. Quit laughing. I don't even know if I wasn't, if I was even close. My guess is that I probably wasn't. But can I tell you, I'm still a champion. I'm just thankful I finished high school and high school didn't finish me. Amen, somebody. Brother Wayne Napier, I love you. And I'm thankful when I sat in your class in the sixth grade, I didn't know if I was going to make it or not. You didn't fully know what was going on in my life at that time. But I'm thankful for the truth that even stood back then. And there was something more. that There was more than a teacher that sat behind the desk. There was truth that sat behind the desk. I want to tell you right now, I've already got over the whooping you gave me because I deserved it. That's enough. <laughs> Amen. That's a witness. I want to tell you today, there has to be truth in this land. There has to be truth. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to wake up out of the deep sleep that you were in. Guess what? Adam woke up. He didn't stay in that sleep. Somebody said, how in the world did Eve ever come? They said, well, you know the only way it could happen is for Adam to be asleep. Can I tell you, it's time for the church of the living God to wake up and realize that we are the hope in and of this world in this last day and we must proclaim and declare the gospel of Jesus Christ until they all make it home, until every prodigal gets out of the pig pen, until everybody that is away, completely away, until they come nigh to the call of Jesus Christ. What if I offend somebody? I do it every Sunday. Get over it. Why do I believe in valedictorians and MVPs? Because equality and equity are not the same thing. You are different, ladies. Men, you are different. You are different. Turn to somebody again and say, don't fall for it. Would you please do it with more vigor than that? Would you please turn to somebody instead of going, don't fall for it. This is life and death. I'm not mad at y'all. Just bear with me. We are at such a crucial, crucial crossroads right now. Do not fall for the lies of the enemy. I'm okay. You're okay. We're all okay. No, we're not. No, we're not. So wrapped up in the hellish barbed wire of sin all wrapped around your life and you come in here bound every Sunday and say, I'm okay, you're okay. You're not okay. But you can leave here okay and better than okay through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Don't fall for it. Ladies, you're under attack, a targeted attack. The enemy wants you to trade your place in the kingdom for a place in the world. He's attacking you the same way that he used it on Eve. This is a message for ladies and gentlemen. By the way, oddly enough, I have a message from Eve on my iPad for all of you. I wonder how that happened. It's a message from Eve. I fell because I fell for it. I fell because I fell for it. Ladies, don't fall for the lies that the world tells you that you have to look like someone else. The world tells you that you are, excuse me, the word tells you that you are made in the image of God. You are designed by a loving Father that not only knows you from inside out, but made you from inside out. Seeing that you had purpose before you were a person. Yep, I fell for the beauty, for that beauty thing because of the serpent and his subtlety. The same reason he was cast out, of, cast out of heaven is because there was the same reason that I was cast out of the garden. Sin. Over. Cast out. Because of seeking beauty, ladies and gentlemen, on the outside, instead of looking at the beauty that God created me to be on the inside. It all began to fall when I said, look at me, and I quit looking to him. Don't fall for the lies that God created you to be someone else. Adam was different from me. He was stronger. And I was weaker, but not less. He couldn't carry, ladies. He couldn't carry what I was to carry, which was life. He wasn't built to do that. 
He wouldn't understand my pain nor think the way that I thought. And the enemy wants to divide you and wanted to divide us by thinking that we were greater than God and in turn even greater than in each other instead of equal, co-equals in the point in which God made us. The cost of believing that lie, I'm telling you, don't fall for it. The cost of believing that lie is the ever ongoing struggle of condemnation. It came through the quest to be more than what God created me to be. And through that struggle, it brought me to that very thing of trying to be more than, to understanding and trying to achieve because now, under condemnation, I feel less than. Hmm. You're an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb. You are free by the blood of Jesus Christ, the spotless Lamb, received and redeemed by the Father's matchless gift of His Son. I fell because I fell for it. Don't do it. In all reality today, as I speak to you, the very, the very reasons and the very things that Satan used are the very character that he showed in the very presence of God in which I taught last Monday is that he was there in the very court of the, of the Heavenly Father. Even as a worship leader, and he was there. And listen, he began to take pride in himself, which through Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28, we can see is that when he began to see that who he was and what he thought that he was, listen, got him cast out. You need to hear me. This is important. Because of everything, now look at me and now not look to him. He forgot where the worship was to be, a, be attuned to or be aligned to. All of our worship is unto God, not unto ourselves. The only worship today that we know today is self-worship. That it's when I don't feel or when I don't get or when I don't act. And all of our worship usually at an altar is the very self-filled worship of self instead of coming before an almighty God and saying, I adore you. I exalt you. You're everything and I'm nothing. Instead of look at me. What am I trying to tell you? Don't fall for it. All around you, people are worshiping an image. And it's an image of self. And that's the best you'll ever have is an image. But you won't have the real thing. I've got the real thing. Have I got anybody else in the house that's got the real thing? That's got Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, somebody. How many of you got him and you know he's got you? How many of you can stand today unashamed and say, I believe in him? Well, come on then. If we're going to stand, let's stand. If we're going to stand, amen. That's on your own volition. Woo! Can we stand right now and just worship the Lord and just thank Him? Lord, I'm not here to worship me. I'm here to worship you. Wow! Sit down if you can.
At that very moment, hell's been trying to get back at God's creation because he hates God. And the more you look like him, the more he hates you. The more you start looking like love, oh, I can't believe it. The more you start looking like love and not just saying love, the more you, st- more you start acting like love and being loved, the more hell hates you. Why am I going under attack? It's because you're getting closer to God and getting farther away from the enemy. Hell knows, Satan knows his time is short, but that ain't going to keep me from praising my God. It ain't going to keep me from declaring his name. It ain't going to keep you and I from preaching and believing this gospel. He knows his time's short. Keep on fighting. Keep on believing. Don't fall for it. So how does he attack you, ladies and gentlemen? Ladies, he attacks you because of his worth. Because when he was cast out of heaven, when he said, look at me and all those beautiful emeralds that were on him, and God is light and in him is no darkness at all, according to Scripture, that when he was in the presence of God, God is a spirit. He's not like man, he's a spirit. And we must worship him in spirit and truth. God is light, and as the light there in the throne room was, the light shined upon those beautiful emeralds that were upon him, according to Ezekiel 28. But the thing is, he said, look at me, but here's the thing, without God's light, there's no shine. I'm going to say that again. Without God's light, there's no shine. Let your light so shine. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. God is jealous of His glory. Let us not waste one ounce of that glory upon us. Let everything and anything we do be for the glory of Almighty God. I don't sing for my glory. Please don't sing for your glory. Let's don't pray for our glory. Let's don't worship for our glory. Let's don't preach for our glory. Let's do it all for Him. Without His light shining on us, we're just a dull emerald. We're no more than a rusty rock or a dirty rock. But when His light shines on His prize, things change. Would you give me another five minutes? Thank you. It may take two of those. Don't fall for it. Praise team, will you come? I'll give you a moment. Praise team, will you come? I'll let them get settled. Give me just a little bit more of your time. I appreciate your patience. Don't fall for it. In case you've not got the the very quest of the mess or the very cusp of the message, just don't fall for it. There are lies that are everywhere, and I need to tell you lots of information, Rick, but that don't mean that it's inspiration. Information is everywhere. So where does he attack, ladies? He attacks you because he hates you. He attacks you because of your worth. He knows that you mean everything to God. What changed that is because God loved you so much that he gave his only son. So what hell wants to do is to attack your worth. Don't fall for it.
Your worth is not in what is outwardly, but rather what is inwardly. That should be renewed according to Scripture every day. And it's who we are inwardly that should come outwardly. Jesus is too big just to live on the inside of you. That's the reason, Stephen, that he should come out of us all through the corridors and sidewalks and cities and everywhere that we find life. Now, if I could preach just for a moment to those that feel like that they've lost it all and you've been kicked to the curb. I like to say this because I love speaking to these people because you remind me of me. Thank you so much. I say this in my mind, and I've said it for quite some time, is that I've been saved from the guttermost to the uttermost. Can I tell you, I've been bowling before. If you ever want to go and beat somebody in bowling, call me. Call me. I'm the gutterball king. I'm telling you right now, you stand a better chance than 80 to 1 did yesterday at the Kentucky Derby. Somehow that even when you put, what are those, those, what are those rails they put on there, Jake? Those, those gutter guards, when they put the gutter guards on there, can I tell you, I'll jump a lane just to let you win. In life and in that very thing, I tell you what, I don't know anything about strikes. I know a lot of things about spares and missing what I was aiming for. But I've got a God that has set my feet on a rock. I've got a God that has taken me out of the miry clay. And He has changed my life and He has set me free. And God not being a respecter of persons, what He's done for me, why can't He do that for you? Amen and glory be to God. I want to declare to you today this very thing. That if you're here today and hell is challenging with your worth, I want to remind you of a prostitute in the Old Testament that in the midst of every bit of her life and the things that she had laid her life down for and who she was known by men and whether she was paid for or whether she done it willingly and freely, whether it was paid and prostitution or whatever else, can I tell you that God had a plan for that prostitute's life. That listen, when those spies went in and they looked for a place and the enemy was coming, she hid them in her own house. She's the very one. And you know what those spies I said, guess what? You put a scarlet thread right outside your window. Our God's a God of promise, and we're fixing to go into the promised land. You leave it out. Can I tell you something? All those years of prostitution, all those years of living away from a holy God and maybe a God that she didn't even fully know, can I tell you God used a prostitute to bring people to the promise? I want to declare to you today, you may have laid down your life. You may have done everything willingly or even got paid for it to go as far away from God and even leave other people or lead other people in that direction. But now you've turned from prostitution to promistution. Hallelujah and glory be to God. You're going to lead other people to the promised land. You are part of the promise in Jesus' name. You have worth. You have worth. God takes you from the corner of your own self and selling yourself to the things of this world and the idea and the cultures and different things. Everything that you've laid your life down before for that wasn't God, God can use you today to change not just you, but change people around you. From the uttermost, or excuse me, from the guttermost, that's where I was going, to the uttermost. God took Noah that was a drunk and used him. God took Moses that was a murderer and used him. God takes all of those. God took a man named Peter that had walked with God, that had done miracles in his name, and that had yet denied God, and yet God used him. 
to build his church. You may be here in every Sunday or every time at home you've denied God. You've put other things in front of God. You've warmed your hands by the fires of this world and the fires of communion that hell has started in the culture and everything else. But today you can declare if you'll weep in his presence, God will not despise those of a broken and contrite spirit. It's more than saying I'm sorry. I'm sorry is a good start, but it's a weak confession. It's when you get to the place that you confess with your mouth, you begin to believe in your heart, and you still believe. How many of you believe it still takes repentance? How many of you believe that a handshake is not enough? How many of you believe that it still takes us bowing not just our head, Hallelujah, but bound our soul before an almighty God and coming clean. I do. I do. So from the corner, Rahab, to the court of a king, I'll close with this one. I couldn't leave her out. How am I going to do it? Peddle it for me, Jenny. Thank you. Simon and Garfunkel had an old song. I used to love me some Simon and Garfunkel. I don't listen to them much anymore. Some of y'all like Simon and who? How many of y'all, I'm just looking for, anybody know who Simon and Garfunkel is? I'd rather you know more about Jesus than you do them, so let me move on. They were singing an old song, Harold, called, I am a rock, I am an island. Sadly enough, that's the way most people believe today. You're not. Hell wants to tell you you're alone. Hell wants to tell you through pride you can do it on your own. It's a big thing to say I need your help. This is my life coach right here. This is the bone of my bone. The flesh of my flesh. These are not just any feet. These are precious feet. These are feet that have brought me the gospel of peace when my mind was in turmoil. These are feet that not only carried my children, they've carried me when I didn't know if I was going to make it. Those are precious feet. Those are my feet. Today, you and I need each other more than we've ever needed. I need you, Larry. I want you to know that I need you. I need you. And I need you. And I'm not ashamed, Megan. I need you. I'm not ashamed today to say that we need each other. More now than ever before. Why? Don't forsake. I need you, Tyler. I need you, Terrence. That's the reason we don't forsake the assembly. I need you, Nancy. I need you, Tom. That's the reason, Courtney, I need you. That's the reason we don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And so much more. I need you, Patsy. I see you back there. I need you. And so much more as we see the day approaching. What day approaching? That hell is kicking it up. Turn to somebody and say, we got to find Elizabeth. Go ahead, help me. Say, we got to find Elizabeth. 
So I've been on this big study within myself, Mitch. I've, I've been studying. I'm thinking, all right, who, who really knew him first, right? And so I was thinking about who, and I was thinking about this. I was thinking, who did he really, who really knew him first? Was this a centurion? Y'all remember me preaching that a few months ago or a couple months back? Whenever. Who was it? The centurion said, truly, this was the son of God. You know, he knew him first. But no. I'm thinking about all of this. They recognize, you know, and now I'm thinking, no. Really, the first one to recognize him was was Elizabeth. Stay with me. That the story is told that the Holy Ghost, stay with me, it's important. Holy Ghost overshadowed. So the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary. And the very Son of God was conceived of the Holy Ghost. Became one. That's how this union begins with the Holy Ghost. He calls you, He becomes one with you. That's what happens. So she has this, and she just can't go out on, she just can't go to the, I don't know, the quilting meeting or whatever she's going to and say, hey, that's the craziest thing happened to me. I, I'm going to have the Son of God. What? You know what she did? She went to her cousin, Elizabeth. This is important. You need to hear me. We need each other. This is all tying in together. What she did is this. As she went to Elizabeth, and as soon, as soon as she comes through the door, Tyler, Elizabeth said, Oh, she looks like wigs out, paraphrasing a bunch of Woo, there you are. And the word said that the Holy Ghost leaped, or excuse me, that the baby leaped within her womb. Why? Because she was full of the Holy Ghost. You need to hear me. This is important. And as Mary walks through the door, Elizabeth recognizes that there's something going on with her. The reason you need to find Elizabeth is because she's the one that's going through the same thing that you're going through. That in the midst of all this, she's like, you know, her and John, this is the thing. That, or, excuse me, her and Zacharias, yeah, that's, her, that's her husband's name. So here they are, they're like, having a baby, they're too old to have a baby, they're having a baby. Like, I don't even understand all this either. Mary goes to Elizabeth. Elizabeth is here, she sees that. And Elizabeth recognizes what is in her before it's even seen. You need Elizabeth in your life. You need Elizabeth in your life because here's what happens, Julie, is that people see the greatness in you even when you don't know what's going on and you don't understand. Elizabeth. You've heard me say this before, but Elizabeth turned to somebody and said, you need somebody farther along than you. Elizabeth was three months further along. That's a pride thing. Why? Because you're like, oh, I know everything. I got everything. I don't need that. I don't need, you don't. Mm-mm. Find somebody farther along than you. Find somebody that knows more than you, that's in a different trimester of life or trial than you are. Right? And as simple as this sounds, hear me, closing. This is the thing that really brought beauty to my mind, beauty to my soul. Is that she recognizes something in me that I don't even know when, it, when, when and what's going on. Turn to somebody and say, I'm going to start celebrating others. Do you know what didn't happen, Wayne? brother Mary didn't come through the door and say look at me neither did Elizabeth say 
Oh, oh, that's cool. But let me tell you what's going on with me. She never did it. You want to see how far along you are in Christ? That when other people come into our life, DJ, instead of saying that and saying, oh, is that right? Okay, okay, would you hurry up and get done with you because I want to talk about me? We don't want to admit that, but that's really how it is. Oh, you got pneumonia? I got double pneumonia. But anyway, can we talk about that? She never did it. What did she do? Courtney, she celebrated what was in her. This is really how you attack worth. When hell comes against you, you start celebrating other people. How do I know that? Do you know when I'm down and depressed and I'm weighted and I'm off balance, you're saying, you look pregnant. I'm not like that. But when I'm that very way, can I tell you, I believe Jesus is in the very, I believe he's in the very grandstand of heaven with a bunch of other witnesses and saying, hey, don't you stop. I'm for you, not against you. You're more, you're more than an overcomer. You're not, no, you're mine and I'm yours. And Jesus begins to celebrate me, not because of who I am. And when I fail, he cannot. Because he said, I am in you. You get up and you go on and you grow on. This battle is not over. But I'm going to tell you right now, you fight. I've already won the war. And I declare that you are much more than what hell is telling you you are. You are an overcomer through my blood. You want to change your life? You want to shift? I know we come a long way. Start celebrating other people. Start celebrating the Jesus in other people. I'm done. I come this way today to thank God for mamas come this way today to declare Sharon Puckett Jenny Puckett I come this way to declare that my God is alive He's well and I'm an overcomer through the blood of Jesus Christ I come this way today to declare that the strongholds are being torn down that the Holy Ghost is greater and can we declare today somebody say greater is He that is in me than he that is in this world. Say the devil is going down in Jesus' name today. There ain't but one thing going to keep you in that pew today if you need change. The last thing that Eve would tell you that I left out until the end. Don't believe the lie that Satan made me do it. She would tell you I'd done it by and in and of my own free will. That I had a choice to make and I chose the wrong thing. Today you can choose what is right. And you can choose the righteous one. You know the way that you're living. And the way that you're living will have a big impact when it comes to a time of dying. Don't believe the lie that will tell you live any way you want and die saved. Don't believe the lie that tells you, can I tell you, I don't know. This is the point it always gets to with me. Can I tell you, I know I'm born again. 
I know I'm born again. And man, I'm, I'm in love with him, boy. I love him. But today, does your life prove it? No, it's not by works, but man, do you love him today? I'm not going to ask that you bow your heads. I'd love for you to bow your hearts here. I'm not even going to ask for you to close your eyes. I don't know, and sometimes I'm so mixed about that because to me it almost seems like we're ashamed of giving our life to Him. It's, it's you know, Christians, us especially, well, they, 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 think I've, they think I've got it all together. How many of you know you ain't got it all together? Well, I'm seeing hands go up everywhere. Can I ask that again? How many of you know you ain't got it all together? Some days you're just a mess. How many of you know that many days there's a storm in your mind bigger than the storm that's out here? How many of you believe he's still speaking peace to that storm? I wish I could get a witness in this house. You don't want to think keeping you back. The change is not a new car, a new house, or a new one, or a new somebody. That change is Jesus. And if you need change today, whether you need saving or healing or delivering or redeeming, whatever you need today, He's here. Oh, He's here. He's here. You need change? Unashamedly Christian? Can I start with you? You need change in your life because things ain't right. Why don't you be bold enough to say, I'm not ashamed of this gospel that's being preached. Why don't you come right now and come right down this aisle. I'm looking for elders. I'm looking for praise people. I'm looking for people that have preached it, that have believed it. Anybody and everybody that says, I'm ready to change. I'm ready to change. I'm ready to change. I'm leaving here changed. I'm ready today. I'm giving it to Him today. Don't you wait. I'm talking to people in the back. I'm talking to seasoned Christians. Now, can I go ahead and preach the rest of it? Thank you, I will. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for thinking I'm good enough to make it. Can I tell you, your works will never get it done. Listen, it's got to be God enough to assure you that you make it. But today, wholeheartedly, why don't you come and do more than just a lifestyle change? Why don't you do a heart change? Why don't you be more than just a change of belief? Can we be changed at the very root and the very core of who we are? Would you be bold enough today to say through conviction, Lord, change me. As you stand to your feet, I'll ask for anybody that's lost and doesn't know Him, I'll ask for you to come right now. And today is your day of change. Don't you dare be. You're saying, I'm just here to do this. I'm just here to do that. No, God had something else planned for you. Come. How about some marriages that will walk up together right now and saying, Lord, do something in my marriage. How many marriages will be bold enough today to say, do something in my marriage? Do something in my life. Do something in my life. I need some Christians now that will come up and pray and put a hand on somebody else's back. Please don't stay in the pew. I know it's Mother's Day, but it's God's Day before it was Mother's Day. Can I get a witness in the house? Would you come and put a hand on somebody else's back? As full as this house is, elders, wives, come pray. Come, let's pray believing. Let's believe for deliverance today. Let's believe for change today. Let's believe for more than just a way, a change of the way we think. Let's change. Ask God to change the way that we act. It's my first time here. I don't want to be your last, but you can be changed and set free today through the blood of Jesus Christ. 
Hey everybody, just wanted to thank you once again for being with us here in our worship service today and taking the time out, which I know is so valuable to you. God bless you and be encouraged. And remember, Jesus is King. Thank you.